And we're rolling. So at the end of episode 8, we said that the segue to this episode was going to be... Uh, well, I asked the question, but, you know, we didn't actually answer it. And it was, where else would you use your skill set right now? Was that what we talked about? We kind of, That was like the last, the very last thing that I said. If you could use your skill set right now to something that you haven't used it for, what would that be? As in, I can say that uh, I wish I was a singer, something like that, you mean? That was just um, another mentioning, but your skill set to... No, okay, let's say I wanted to be a, to play the piano. Is that the kind of answer? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know, or maybe the the skill set with which you usually have your most uh, recurring activities that you think might be useful in in some other cases for for instance in your case designing you know okay because we made choice somewhere along the the mm-hmm. way in our yeah. life and you know we had to say no to something yeah maybe mm. maybe i'm thinking something that has to do with uh, debate and then into politics it was something that i had to train my psyche and uh, my mental state some time ago and i just said mm. Yeah, I'll just go with, uh, with my with my choice that I've taken so far, which is design. Um, besides that, I don't know, man. Maybe a writer. Actually, like a full-time writer, you know, starve for 30 years kind of scenario. <laughs> that kind of stuff. What about you? I'm thinking, you know, um, filmmaking has this very um subtle way of teaching you how to organize yourself and other people at the same time mm. which i think that it applies to any any kind of project that you want to build in this case let's say a business and i think i'm i'm willing to to take that set of, of skills that filmmaking has taught me to apply them to a uh, to building let's say a business or a, or, or a company in time company doing what um, I don't know yet. Wait, that's um, very vague. If you say I would have taken the skills from filmmaking to a company. No, I'm ta- I'm talking about the way of, of of working with other people, like consulting. Yeah, that mm. too. But you can still do that, no? What? Not right now, but I mean that, that right now as well. But eventually, you'll be able to do consulting from filmmaking. Oh yeah, I I, I maybe maybe if you want to. Yeah, of course. Right, but what's something that uh, doesn't have to be totally different, you know? Something that's a bit, at least a bit different that you said. I f- suppose it's drums for you. It's very easy, right? Yeah, m- music is probably my my other my other passion, my other big passion. Mm-hmm. I cannot, if you would m- m- make me want to choose between the two of them right now, It really depends on on what kind of of a level I have to choose between the two of them, I guess, because filmmaking is this this way of educating myself creatively, and drums they represent this kind of like Output. joy and 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 hobby. In in the meantime, the uh, both of them still help me. So b- drums they still 
bring something to the table, creatively speaking. But filmmaking seems like a very, very big journey, you know, for me. Lars Ulrich. <laughs> no. No, see? Um, <laughs> do you want me to expand on that? I don't think so. Okay. I'm not sure. I could. I could be really rational about it. Do, do you feel like you're in the proper shape to do it? If you do, then go ahead. <laughs> so my idea of, of you know, Lars Ulrich and... Uh, Metallica, generally speaking, is that you know they created an image for for themselves. They were one of the first to be uh, to have that kind of an image, and you know they're there. You cannot discuss that anymore. But the level that uh, Lars Ulrich has as a drummer is uh, close to nothing compared to a lot of drummers out there. Oof. I if if he ever uh, hears this, uh, I'm not. No, don't worry. I'm going to tag him on Twitter as soon as we put <laughs> this a, I, out. I don't want to... Um, but I think he's aware of his skill set. And, and uh, being consistent with, with your genre is, is okay. You know, that's completely cool. I'm just saying that out there, there are tens of other drummers that would crush him. Oh, look, he has his own playlist. I suppose this is a playlist that he curates on Apple Music. I was just on his Twitter now, so I can see who I'm tagging. You know. Can I see one of the? Can you tell me some of the bands that you? No, see no, there? wait, wait. Sorry, it's it's called It's Electric, exclamation mark, and uh, it says episode sixty fifty nine. Uh, okay, Tom Morello part one part two Jerry Cantrell, Joan Jet. What the hell is this? I suppose it's like a podcast. I'm not sure. Let's see. No, what's going on here? No, it's like a streak of yeah, yeah. Look, Alice in Chains. Is that a that that's a, a band. band? Yeah. Right. Facelift, Jerry Cantrell. Yeah, it's just a streak of songs. Not sure what's going on here. Never saw this, this kind of thing on Apple Music. Look, oh, the Metallica interviews. Episode 15. James Metallica frontman James Hetfield shares a few good playlists. Look, I, I'm not sure what this is, but he's collaborating with Apple Music right now. Yeah, anyways, you were saying? Sorry. Yeah, no, like if I would put drummers like Jojo Mayer, Benny Greb, Stuart Copeland. Guys? I'm not sure. I, I don't big know guys. Benny Greb is an independent drummer. Jojo Mayer is an independent drummer. Stuart Copeland, he was the drummer for the police across the years. Exceptional drummers, like proper playing, balanced, uh, creative. They have like a language when playing. Um, Lars is just loud. L Lars is loud and is very limited. For a show, to go to Metallica and have fun, absolutely. No, doesn't matter. But if I have to compare him as a drummer to other people, I'm sorry. Wow, from Marvel is a religion to the definition of God and meaning of life to Lars Ulrich and other drummers. <laughs> this uh, this podcast is on a on a serious streak of roller coasters. Yeah, absolutely. I but no, so. for real, I think it's really. I can't see why wh what's wrong in starting a podcast. To whoever's listening and who's thinking about starting one, um, as in, I can see only upside. And okay, it's like that's like saying um, I can see only upside in becoming rich. Well, cool, but uh, it takes time. And effort, so uh, you need to trade something, which is the same 
the, the same idea, the same concept applies to starting a podcast and running it. But I think it's a good exercise for, you know, every single person out there listening to this, even if they're not thinking about starting one. Yeah. I'm still encouraging myself, you know, to try and do this, I guess. To do what? Exactly this. R- recording this? Yeah. So what you mean encouraging? As in, Because you said about people, you know, that would want to start something like that and having the courage maybe to do but it. But you started. Oh, you mean one by yourself? Yeah, but even if it's the ni- nine, the tenth, the nine hundredth, it's still a... Episode? Yeah, it's, st- it's still an internal effort. Or so you were saying w- by encouraging you, s- mm-hmm. you meant like convincing yourself. Yes. So why is it about? I suppose it's not about doubt. No, it's not. Uh, but I then what you mean by encourage? What do you mean by encouraging? Um, I feel it's it's you know it's slightly a challenge every single time. I mm, guess. Okay. Arguments and putting words and thinking about. Lars Ulrich. <laughs> Look, man, he's he's fun. He's oh, you're gonna start again? I should have said that. <laughs> yeah, no. But again, he's he's a nice dude. He's fun. He's just, I think, in a battle of, of like drummers, he would he would he would lose. Mm. Apple killed Air Power. Ah, uh, yeah, I've just seen that as well. Right. Do you know why? I haven't seen why. Cause like they say that it couldn't be brought up to the standards of Apple, and I kind of understand what that means. The engineering um, officer of, of Apple, he said something about not being able to pair the, the uh, what's it called, air power? Air power, yeah, yeah. Not being able to pair it with every device that Apple has. There were some miscommunications. Like the old iPhone Yeah, models? I think so. I'm not sure about that. that they, he said something about not being able to pair oh. them. The thing is, there, there are thir- uh, third-party hair power charges right like alternatives yeah 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 so then i don't see why we would be so upset of you know using some of them until apple figures it out well that's what they were saying that they were never going to figure out at least not in the future not in the near future but when they said that when they made that statement what i got was a way of saying a not con not conceal but you know a semi-mask way of saying look guys we can't really make something that's better than what's on the market. So instead of putting out a commodity where we know we would lose because, you know, we want to charge something more than the commodity price, we'd rather just, uh, you know, um, pull the trigger and kill it. Yeah. I think I'm not, <laughs> I'm not particularly, uh, you know, upset about it. I wouldn't be. I'm not. I don't know, you know, a lot about tech about um, this side. But to me, that doesn't represent necessi- necessarily like a workflow program for anybody that utilizes their gear. I would use it too. I, I have moments because I hate wires. I have a personal problem with wires. And, uh, yeah, and that's why I switched for me. Like right now, I don't use usually with, m- with my phone or my uh, with an Apple device any wired. Headf- I have the, the wireless uh, phones, the AirPods. And they're, <laughs> yeah, little reference to a lot of memes about that. But they're extremely useful, extremely, extremely useful. They have saved me so much time and so so much, you know, mobility issues. 
that I had usually when when wearing wires, and I'm I'm up for that. Charging right now, I usually charge my device when I'm not with it. My MacBook usually stays in a is is uh, perfectly positioned in a station, so whenever I'm charging it, it doesn't bother me. And usually I have my MacBook charged whenever I whenever I have to go somewhere. Same with my iPhone. I I tend to know how to use my battery wise so that I put it to charge whenever I'm not interacting with it. And I have this very interesting system in my apartment. I have placed some chargers in specific places that I usually that I most often go to. So if, if I'm in the kitchen and I'm cooking and I need battery for my phone, hmm. I have my phone in a specific place where you know ingredients will not touch it or uh, put dirt on it and so forth mm-hmm. and i can still have it charged while watching a video listening to you know whatever if i need to watch something if i need to listen to something he can you know the phone can easily stay in my bedroom and i can still hear the content if i'm wearing the the wireless headphones yeah so for me the, the charging thing is not yet too much of an issue to be you know upset about the cancellation of the product yeah no i felt as well the benefits of having wireless headphones even before there but when i had my first pair of they were on ear though they weren't uh like this they're covering my head and my ears and that was a bit of a of a pain in the gym because you know you'd get a bit uh into the gym and then they would become uncomfortable be like just let me take this off and they would come with me just to stick for the first 15 minutes and then after uh but yeah no regarding the the Air mat, sorry, air. What what what's the air name again? Power. Air power, yeah, the charging yeah. mat. Um, I would use it because I hate wireless. Everyone does, like I guess, like everyone would benefit from ch- wireless. Oh, I wanted to say that about the AirPods. I had one one specific case where I kind of missed the wire. Every time you need to take them off, you need to put them in the. Mm-hmm. What's the, the name of that housing? The house, yeah. It's yeah, case. the bullet. <laughs> holster mm-hmm. whatever the name is of the bullet holder in a gun that's how i feel yeah and you know you're on a couch working on your laptop you want to take your wired headphones off you just you know swish your hand and throw them on the, the <laughs> couch and that's it with airports need to be delicate put them in the case and sometimes i'll just have them stick in my ear rather than doing that thing again exactly yeah i feel that too sometimes but anyways we can't complain this is really not a first world problem it's a I guess one percent of the first word mm-hmm. problem, yeah. But no, regarding the Jordan. the charging thing, <laughs> 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 regarding the charging thing, yeah, right. Okay, charging mat is cool. You know what I think would be cool? A charging desk, or even more so, a charging room. Something like, <laughs> oh, we need some wireless glasses here. Jake was about to. I was just about to spill a full glass with water. I'm sorry. Don't worry, nothing happened. Um, so like a surface, a surface that actually charges no matter what, where you... Yeah, man, or you step into your house, you, your phone charges automatically. I guess by the time we get there, we won't be on battery in, in the way we know it today. Mm-hmm. But that will literally be a way of you even forget the concept of I have to charge it because pff, step into my house, there you go, it's charging. Like I won't even have to you know pay attention to, to the percent. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure how that will be possible. <laughs> I don't see it uh, that far, that far. But you know, we'll see how we manage that. Yeah, but no, indeed, I can see why Apple probably couldn't have something particularly like. Look, with the AirPods, okay, there are cynic people, cynics 
you know, the cynic voices and people will say that, oh, Apple doesn't come with anything new. They just slap their name on it. But, you know, you can, I can play there at their part and say, uh, you know, you've got Siri, you've got this and that. They've got quick connecti- connectivity because it's had their hardware integration with their ecosystem, blah, 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 blah. With the charging mat, indeed, I can't see something amazingly good that they can add on top of it. As a device. Yeah. Mm. Would, it, would it still be boiled? I think so. You know what they said? They said it was on the on the packaging of the AirPods too. I think it was on the packaging of something, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, "What the hell, guys?" Because you know you, you put it on the packaging. Yes, it was the, on the packaging of, of AirPods too. You could see clearly the display. There, there was a an illustration in, in which the air power was featured, and it said you can use these AirPods to, you know, they can be charged on the air power. But I guess you know. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, can't show Pro- it on the podcast. Probably the next, the next fabricated uh, AirPods are not gonna have it anymore. Maybe they're gonna become like a very rare, rare thing. The ones that have that illustration. The company says the product didn't meet its high standards, quote unquote, but wasn't specific as to why. We've been watching this space carefully and have an informed guess as to what happened. Says ifixit.org. Anyways, a long gas article. That doesn't really highlight, in a, you know, in big font, the, their specific reason. So I'm just gonna skip it for that reason. Remember the new uh, thinking, not thinking, reading system that I was thinking about? Yes. Have you developed it, Mark? Well, I started working on it. On your papyrus kind of <laughs> paper? No, on on a web. It's like uh, it's a prototype right now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really primitive. It's really basic. But I like think... Uh, were you coding it or...? I, I don't like coding. Mm-hmm. And it would be a lie to say I don't know how to code, but... Um, I don't think we will need code. I think there are going to be other uh, ways of actually... The masses, you mean? Yeah. Need code? Because I suppose code will always be needed. Unless of course. But I, I'm saying there yeah. are going to be alternatives. Right. right. I think... Oh, yeah. Webflow. Did I tell you about, I yeah. tell you about Webflow? Yeah, yeah. Right. So for context, whoever's listening, Webflow is a a tool made by designers, I can definitely see that, uh, through which is basically like a Photoshop of web design. So it kind of resembles Photoshop now that I think about it. You can web design as in real time. And it's not like the, this is why I said Photoshop, think about Wix or Squarespace as Microsoft Paint. It's like, fine, fine, you can do something with it. You see these people who do beautiful stuff, but you don't have full control. Whereas Webflow, somehow, they were the first to actually nail it and, you know, get stuff, get things done properly in terms of designing a website without code. Uh, you can get your, get your hands down under the hood and modify the code if you want to. Sometimes you, you can add some extra stuff to what they do. But it gives people, I was, sa- was going to say it gives designers the power, but it gives every single person the power to, to use them to create something because once you get into it, you don't have to be a designer to get into it. There are some basics w- in which, you know, some coding would help. But when I say coding will help, I just mean the reasoning behind why coding, uh, the, the way coding works would, would help. That being said, I think it can help people uh, understand even without getting their hands, quote unquote, dirty with the code. And 
I'm not sponsored by Webflow, even though that was a two-minute <laughs> rant. But the idea is that everything that you do on it usually gets translated afterwards into code if you need it. Yeah, so everything that you have built um, has in the background a code generated by every movement placement right. and so forth. Right, because you can export and see that code, and apparently, I'm yeah. in no position to judge that, but apparently it is what programmers declare as clean code. Mm. Whatever that may mean, I suppose not. Usually, unnecessary. clean clean code. I think it's it's economical, as mm. economical as possible. Usually, I think you use you usually use you know functions and sub sub programming and and uh, other um, operations to actually you know be more economical with the space in which you code. It mm -hmm. becomes like a two let's say a two line code instead of a ten line code, something like that. Because you reuse it. What? Because you reuse these 10 lines. I, I might be thinking and talking about something else, but anyways. Yeah, exactly. Those 10 lines become a, a letter or something, and you refer to that, and you don't have to repeat it usually. Right, right. Two dudes have no idea about code, but talk about it. Well, why not? <laughs> from what <laughs> I remember, you know, from high school, but it, it seems logical to be economical with space and to try to think of functions whenever... Yeah, yeah. Well, it, makes, it seems logical. I think it's just that the the previous alternatives mm -hmm. were just messy because they, they weren't very, they weren't as, you know, um, well-engineered as probably Webflow is, since it's clean. Whatever. Yeah. Anything that's clean right now in, in, in tech and as a software and it looks elegant and, and clean, I think it's good, including code. Right. So I think it's a general thing. Any that's a parallel, but I get it. Yeah. Right. So we're not endorsed by Webflow, but if you want to see your... Uh, dreams come to reality in terms Please of website send design. Us a message, don't help. What? What was that? Please send us a message. <laughs> welcome. Yeah. No, Webflow endorses people, just not us at the moment, at least. Oh yeah. I mean, there's Wix and Squarespace that does it, you know, on a yeah. massive level. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on. I can talk about Webflow for ages because I really love them, but. So I was thinking about the my new revolutionary system. I think I'm just over pumping. I'm not really sure whether it, it will take off because yesterday I was looking into it, and you know you have you have an idea with ten points, and then you see it in practice, and you're like, uh, you know, it's actually just three points, not ten. So that was me. But I'm gonna see how how it's gonna turn out. Right, right, right. Do you know what I hate? This is not the attention podcast. This is the complaining podcast. <laughs> okay. No, I'm joking. Uh, I don't like when someone has an idea and then it, we have this person from, they're not usually in the corner of the room, they're usually in the front of the room. They're like, oh, but how can you monetize that? Like, I see. I think you're heading towards the idea of... Um, or even worse. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Well, it has no business case. Uh, Delivering something for free in, in as a first instance and then building. Yeah, let's talk about that. that. I have I had this thing that mm -hmm. I have a stash of ideas that I'm, you know, I'm a weird person sometimes. I have a stash of ideas that I just pile up for the sake of you know my daily writing, mm -hmm. and uh, it's very weird because when I'm in the morning in those five minutes that I take until I decide if I spend these five minutes until I decide what I'm gonna write about, if I have an I an idea that's taking too long, I just put it there. But I never, never take things out of that pile. I think I'm like that dragon in The Hobbit who just likes to have gold stashed up. <laughs> in my case, smog. ideas. Yeah, smog. Name. Yeah, like the dragon in any fairy tale. But what are you going to do in with Shrek the gold? Shrek as well, I remember. 
Yeah. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose it's a common story. I, I think it. I think it's a. It's a legendary reference. I'm. I'm not sure. I'm not aware of it. But yeah. Okay. Go on. Right. So I just want to have ideas piled up. Even though, when if I'm about to use, I'm like, uh, I can come up with something else. You know, just to just to have this kind of security. I suppose it's a bit of insecurity. No, it's, I don't think it is. I have the same thing. It is for I, with I was, scripts. Let's say I was scared for a long time that writing daily will, will uh, exhaust me of ideas to the point where I won't have anything to write about. And given okay, that I'm that's different. That's slightly different. But yeah, given okay. that I'm just four months into it and not three years and a half, I feel pretty confident on a surface level. But deep down inside, there's something within me that says, mm, four months. Yeah, you know, it's not 365 articles so far. Maybe you run out of ideas one day. But I think that's like 50. What was I going to say? Why did I start talking about that? About delivering free stuff. As yes, a, the future yeah. of premium. Mm-hmm. That's one unwritten article in my head that I've had for like a month. And probably I'm not going to write anytime sooner or maybe I'm going to write tomorrow. You know what I think the future of premium is? Freemium, sorry. So um, Freemium? Freemium, yes. Okay. So I wrote this article, my, my top article, because it, you know, surfaced the internet. It somehow raised <laughs> to the ranks of, of the scene. And it was called How to Convert a Free User to a Premium User. What I'm saying is basically the, the is my idea about my review about Webflow earlier transpired. So it's like, if you, in a, in a nutshell, if you have a free plan that will help people get off the ground, the way, let me think, who does that? I know AWS does that because they have a free tier, or but they can afford it. Uh, Cloudinary. Cloudinary gives you, obviously, cloud services. I won't go into it. They have a free tier that gives you up to 25 gigabytes of traffic request whatever or like firebase firebase is something from google oh look gmail okay that's a good example gmail gives you you make your gmail account and you have how much uh, free space in drive 20 15 gigabytes 15 gigabytes mm-hmm. or dropbox for that matter so my idea was to to give free to everyone so that they can utilize those resources to get off the ground and if they do get off the ground which means they have a business case that they confer because you are nice as a company to give them the opportunity to, again, get off the ground. I'm explaining in, in a catch-22, but I hope people will get it. Um, and then you charge the premium people, the premium users enough so you can cover because this will be a huge, huge uh, cost on the company. If you charge the premium enough to support for all these people, you're going to find yourself in a situation like, the next Da Vinci will come from under your roof and trust me, he will not forget where he came from and he will be extremely grateful to you, to your company because he would probably... You're talking w- now more about SaaS in this case. Could be SaaS, Since but... you said look, a person like a Da Vinci that would use your soft, your service to become, you know, somebody. Right, so I'm talking... When I, when I write, I'm talking to SaaS people, but I suppose it can also be something like you give away those free meals or you, okay, not free meals. You know what, what they do at the end of the day? They sometimes give, uh, so we can we can find uh, common examples in other industries. But yeah, for sales, that would be it. So if you help Uber in 2007 because you give their free tier and they're like, you know, we didn't raise any money yet, but hey, it's free at Google. They will probably not forget that. So that was the idea of converting free to premium user. And anyways, it goes a bit more into it. Or like, like Spotify. I give the example of Spotify. Well, Spotify pretty much costs if you don't want any ads or any uh, friction. But to, to the person in the tr- third world country 
where their $10 per month are worth more than the time that they spend, you know, they spend or quote unquote waste, so to speak. It's actually a payment. They pay with their time to, to have a la- access to this library of music. And they also pay with the lack of control over what, what do they block in you know, a free Spotify? You can't choose the song in an album in your specific order? Uh, what is yes, uh, you can only do shuffle. Right, so this this cessation of control is what they pay because paying ten months ten dollars per month is worth uh, means more to them than spending that time. Right. Anyways, anyways. So my idea of the future of freemium. Do you know Trello? Yes, I use it. Do you like it? Not very much. Oof! Didn't expect that. Who doesn't like Trello? Here's the here's the thing. Why I prefer. Trello doesn't give me enough enough satisfaction when completing something as a task <laughs> that I put there. Like, whoa. <laughs> I, I, I love um, task uh, app apps that give you the satisfaction of a completion, a check. Trello gives me this idea of like a big pin board yeah, with, yeah. with tasks filled there. But I, I but for some reason, whenever I have to do it on, on, on Trello... I don't feel they they get done. The interface just tells me that you need to create another um, table for the board resolved tasks for some reason. On other apps, they just disappear and it makes it so much easier. And but that's the thing. It's not that... I mean, you can use it, obviously, but its main point isn't task, is it? No. Checklist. That's not their main point, I would say. Which Which one is it then? Um, project management, I would say, but in a lightweight manner. I think it trailers for like a, uh, for big teams, right? And for ongoing tasks. Do I they have say? Do they have Slack integration? I don't use it that much to know, to be honest. Okay, for because I use I use something like yeah. Uh, what have, you use? Have you heard of Todoist? You told me about it. It's very easy. I just put my tasks there. They remind me every single day, hey, you know, your tasks have become overdue and, you know, have you done them? And just you check and they're gone. And they have a task and subtasks to that tasks. mm. And you get enough satisfaction from... um, From it? From having things when you complete the task. Yeah. Right. What do they do when you complete the task? They check. They check it for me and then then they disappear. I never see it again. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, like the reminders, that, that's what I use, the reminders app in uh, the iPhone, iOS one, basic one. Anyways, I was saying, what was uh, what I want to point out? Uh, you were talking about Trello. You asked me yeah. if I know about it. Well, yeah. honestly, I love it, but it's that kind of thing. It's like, you know when, um, well, for me, it happened with iPhone and Android. You know when you have an iPhone and you look at Android, it like what they come out with, and like, hmm, that's, you know, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with mine because you know now I have I'm locked in on on iOS. Like it will be such a pain to move, but that doesn't mean I cannot look on the other side. The grass is greener on the other side. If you get an Android, you look back at iPhone. Whatever. That's kind of me with Trello because I'm I'm on iPhone reminders, iOS reminders, and I wish I would use it more. But somehow, it, in these critical moments, it doesn't cross my mind that oh, I can put that on Trello. I still love it though from a distance. You use calendar in in. in for example, if you need to put a reminder, right? Or something right, like that. Right, right. What, Trello has reminders as well? I, I guess it does, I guess. Yeah, and I like this system, the, the Kanban system, which was what they 
uh, what they made Trello on top of, like what concept, you know, moving these things around, mm-hmm. whatever. I wish I would use it more. But anyways, I love the fact that it's free. It's very lightweight, as in what I'm about to say about the future of freemium is not something that can be can be happening with something as complex as cloud or something that has a huge cost on the company. But here's the deal. <coughs> um, let's say J agency, mine. I work with SaaS companies. If I make something, if I find something that's very useful, okay, not amazingly useful, but something that's useful for SaaS people, but some, something that has to be specifically targeted to them so as to keep the other people away because it's free. It will have a cost on me, and uh, which I'll get to in a second. So I don't want to get that cost unnecessarily high. If he, And I make it 100% free, as in I don't care who... Okay, I care who. I don't care uh, how, how, how high the cost is. And now, you know, in bracket, because I thought that I thought before how how costful this can become. If I make it free and specifically targeted to SaaS people, they use it and all I do is just let them know that it's made by Ch agency, which works with SaaS companies. The idea that these new leads and if the product is hits the, the right audience perfectly, it would be quality leads. This new work that I'm gonna get in will justify the cost of me keeping that that thing. Until you can sell it or whatever, you know, if if you have already too many leads from too many places and you don't need a product anymore, I suppose you can make a business out of it. But look, I was thinking of something like Trello, um, which still has a very, like it's it's free to most people. I saw they have some business slash teams uh, pricing, uh, price story options. I don't even recall that, see, because when I used it again, I was, I was happy that it was free and yeah, no one knows. me a lot. Yeah. No one knows about these and I'm not, I didn't really understand what they do. But I said, look, it's a, it's been acquired by Atlassian, which has Jira, and you know it's pretty much done. It's did. It's an amazing tool. A lot of people love it. Fuck yeah! It needs to be something about long term in here, some long term value. And um, I think that's the future of freemium stuff. That is a hundred percent free because once it's a hundred percent free and with no, with no, because this is how YouTube came out, right? Like uh, educational videos on YouTube until it got to a point where halfway through the video. Hey, by the way, if you want the, you know, the full story of all this course, I have two more hours of me talking, the paywall. Pay me this amount that you get. And you're like, ah, shouldn't have wasted my time with this yeah. in a worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. So if it's 100% free and open and honest and you even mention it and you make a promise that it's, uh, it's uh, much like Facebook, that it's going to be always free or as long as you're in charge of it. And, you know, uh, that's when it becomes uh, very spreadable, very virus-like and very... Uh, yeah, virus-like would be a good, uh, although dark and grim comparison. Mm-hmm. It will spread like a virus a- amongst these SaaS people who make use of it. Or, for instance, I know for sure that at a certain point I will want to uh, get in, get some books. Oh, we talked about it. Get a book deal slash books published. So my idea is that at that point in life, I have to sit down and think about, is that one still working, the external? It's, it's not turned on, is it? It is. Okay, how do we know whether it's still charging our... This wasn't on. Yeah, yeah, but... Yeah, sorry, dear listeners. We just have this battery that's keeping this podcast alive. And if it's done, we sing with it. Um, Along with the recording. I I hope not, actually. Anyways, yeah. So, I was was thinking that I should be making some... This, eating my own dog food. This kind of freemium, something that's very useful only to top 
execs in publishing in a publishing industry and then they you know reach out to them give it to them to harper collins to penguin to all these companies and then you know maybe that will get me the the right uh, acquaintance that will get what i want if i'm also good at that point if not it will still get me probably the connection and when i'll be good enough you will have it happen Now, this is just a theory I have to put in practice and come back 55 or 58 episodes later and say, by the way, <laughs> it, it worked. worked. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo. So, rem this was episode, uh, remember, this is in episode 9. So, in case you want, we will want to do the math. Yeah. Well, episode 50 something will be just a year after this. So, I'm not actually um, planning to. Wow, a year after. That's going to be interesting, right? Yeah. What's your freemium idea, Mr. Jacobs? So I, I was going to ask, actually, and, and I was thinking about that. In our cases, let's say, because we work with with clients, um, and, you know, I have to do, let's say, a, a specific video for one client. You have to do a specific design for one. I was thinking, do you think we can actually use this method and go, if it's a client that's going to be recurring, let's say, would you go as a first product for free and then you would want to gain their trust so that you can then uh, tax them for the you know for the rest of the videos or products that you have to make for them wait are we talking this is separate from my idea of the freemium is it you're asking me if you do like we're talking about spec work like free no, work no I'm talking you f yeah free work so for example you create I a see free them, software I see them separate yeah so uh I'm thinking, help me understand which one are you asking. Are you asking, hey, knock at tenders and say, hey, I'm going to do this free website for you? No, you're in a talk with the client and you tell him, hey, look at this. So we have a, this package deal that we're going to do. But I'm gonna, I want to make first the first ones free and see if you're going to pay afterwards. For but that's separate from my freemium idea, so isn't it? Because that freemium idea, let me tell you, maybe I didn't uh, specify enough. I would just put it out there the same reason, the same way Facebook was put out or I'm not sure, yeah, Google, let's say. So you just put it out there without asking for anything. So you're just basically what I'm, what, what the idea was that it's advertising. That's how they pay. They pay by seeing your advertisement. It's just that you're the advertiser because you want to direct their attention at, hey, you're a SaaS person. We at CH Agency, we work with SaaS people. So we won't specifically say directly if you want to hire us, but if they need an agency, they will make the connections themselves. Yeah, it's a bit different then. But I understand what you were saying as well, that idea of, hey, I'm just starting out, I want to do free work for you, spec work. Well, it, I was thinking more about like a transparency and transparent, transparent form of doing it in the beginning, showing, you know, that, bringing people on board basically without having them pay mm -hmm. and then tell them tell them nothing just show show the capability and then if they are happy enough with, with what you have presented then they'll pay in the future but that's the that's how people win a lot these days and how we'll shift into it like look blogs or YouTube videos mm -hmm. or like they work as a funnel for your product, right? Look, for instance, the legit checkup. I've gotten a lot of messages saying, "Hey, you know, we saw you made this app. 
I suppose you can do as well, Samathra. So how about we meet and talk? It happened. Mm -hmm. Or uh, the same way, because I made these guides about fake versus real sneakers, they made, for instance, these dudes made, uh, actually multiple people came up with that, were making a marketplace for sneakers. And they said, look, uh, we need something like, your app like your guys because we don't want to encourage fakes obviously we want to be trustworthy people so how about we collaborate on this one so because i've seen this kind of stuff this kind of collaborations uh coming up i said hmm okay it works here and there it works because you write a blog post and they like the way you think about approaching business or marketing how about something like look you make trello and you connect to, I don't know, okay, Trello is, is hard to imagine because it's a, it's an already advanced product. But you connect with, let's say, organized people because Trello is used by organized people. And then you sell them a course. I'm really against that, but let's just say this is a way of <laughs> selling. Selling a course on how to have an organized life. Let's say, look, you know Marie Kondo? So this woman, I don't have the full info on her, but I respect her a lot. She created the KonMari method. So I think it was a book, I'm not sure, about organizing your life. And I've known about her from Reddit minimalism or something like that. So, but this was years ago, like 2014, 13. And uh, read about her. Everyone was recommending her book. Yeah, cool, whatever. Didn't read the book, but, you know, read like some summaries. Got what she said. And she has some concepts, something like, look, you pick up an object. If it doesn't bring you joy, throw it away. That's, that's all I know about her book, to be very honest. Cool. Implemented it without reading the 300 pages version because, you know, any book can be synthesized in, in a sentence, not a sentence, in a paragraph or a few paragraphs, especially on Reddit. Right. Um, hear about her. And then years later, my partner, she tells me something like, oh, there's this woman um, called Marie Kondo. I'm like, that sounds, because uh, the, the name of the book was the KonMari method. I'm like, mm, that sounds uh, familiar. And, uh, she has her TV show now with Netflix. It's amazing, isn't it? On minimalism or what? Oh, she goes to uh, families, I think American families, and she helps them clean up their stuff as in uh, at the end. Ah, so she goes to f f um, family to family. And think of it as a big, not a big brother, like a reality TV show. Yeah, I kind of know the format but now. Let's try. Okay, okay, exactly. So the same way they make with like a drama, I think, like... Uh, same marital way. issues have yeah. you seen any any of the gordon ramsay shows when he goes to the restaurants or to hotels to help them that kind of i, I haven't built their their way of like uh, cooking or taking care of their um, um place right so right so that kind of consulting ish yeah. and the funny thing is that she doesn't even speak proper english she comes with a japanese translator so look at this there's a lot of friction for the producers she speaks Japanese, she doesn't speak proper English. Every now and then she speaks English. But for complex issues, she uses her translator, which is next to her. You see her on camera. And not to say about the cultural barriers. And even despite all these, all these barriers, she still has her Netflix TV. I'm so happy for her because she's won big time through something that I'm more than sure she didn't expect. She wrote the book. And it's been 15 years, so it's the long term, the long game. And... Uh, I'm trying to remember now why did I start talking about her. Okay, Trello. If she made Trello because it's for organized people, I, it's a bit of a stretch, but play with me. 
and then sell the book and then just say just sign it look in, in a sentence or two this is my way of the, probably should have another way i wrote a book for organized people if you think you must be an organized person here's my book buy it don't buy it whatever the product is still free i don't care about it there you go wouldn't that drive the the, the sales yeah now maybe you want to sell something bigger than a book because how expensive can a book be but that's i think the future of freemium companies like big companies making free products actually the, the bigger you grow like google can't really put up something they do they do already don't they yeah they do yeah and even the you know they have this cloud software for for photos Th- that's true not you cannot upload them with full quality but they give you unlimited storage for uh, oh yeah i use it 1080p videos i think and uh, I'm very grateful for that they compress photos to i'm not sure how much but anyway yeah i used them especially since i've had like half a terabyte this was years ago when it was uh more expensive to buy a new hard drive um i've had a lot of stuff you know a lot of pictures from uh, along the years because i had a dslr and I was taking them in RAW, so that's how, how many megabytes is a RAW picture? It depends. It can go up to 50 megabytes, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that was like 5 to 10 megabytes per I picture. Think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so they all piled up, and uh, I was thinking that instead of... I was on the brink of buying a new hard drive just to you know keep them close. I found out about that. didn't care that much about quality. Boom, all of them mm-hmm. there. And every now and then I'm, I go and look at, you know, how life was back in I don't know, 2005 let's say because then I, then I went and put all the childhood stuff every single thing I had now if they want to make an army of robots that <laughs> you know use that information against me well <laughs> I guess I paid the price by having it all for free I talked a lot and my mouth is dry w- what's That's on your mind hard. So what could be your freemium? Do you have anything uh, on your mind? No, not yet. Not yet, at least. I'm not sure what, what I can offer. Well, who would you try to reach in the first place? I suppose movie produ- Let's say you want to make a movie. I'm not sure what your plans are, so I suppose we need to start with that. What do you want to happen? Uh, it's very, there's, a, there's a big shift happening, you know, in the industry right now. Shift happens. And we're, we have talked about it, you know, before it, Hollywood versus uh, streaming services that become basically the giants, the future giants. There's, yes. There's a there's a very big shift right now, and a lot of content is going to be made. And oh yeah, Apple. Who, uh, oh, who, and Apple. Who would have? Uh, I mean, it was. Suppose you can say in retrospect, it was easy to predict that. Yeah, and um, gaming Wait. too. I mean, Google has. has uh, I don't know about. I heard something, but I didn't read about it. Yes, Google uh, has released also a gaming platform. That Jeez. Like they want to... Like the problem with movie, with film streaming was that fine, you had Netflix, Disney, Amazon. Yeah. Who is Hulu? HBO. Hulu. I th- HBO, no. I think. HBO has HBO Go. But isn't Hulu owned by HBO? Mm, I'm not sure. Oh no, Hulu is owned by Disney apparently. Jesus Christ. No, they have 60% and then Comcast. Whatever. Yeah, so it's Hulu and Disney coming yeah. up with their stuff. IMDb put out a. Yeah, you we, you told me about that one too. Yeah, but it maybe takes time, you know, to become popular. But it doesn't like it the word shattering thing. Mm-hmm. I think it was ad. Uh, it was you know, it had ads on it. Whatever. And now so. on top of it, sorry. 
I guess so, yeah. Now, on top of it, Apple comes out of nowhere and we have even more giants fighting for yeah, this huge Yeah, they have already pie. some pre... They're going to launch with, with with a couple of shows. I saw Originals. them. Yeah. Which is good. It's good to have, you know, a, a, a launch point. Um, there's going to be a big subscription conflict, I guess. Because... On the other hand, you know, a, a lot of the the streaming platforms they rely on entertainment. So there's like a lot of like content consumption happening because they're easy to digest, kind of like products. And then there are other um, streaming platforms like Mubi, for example, who support independent filmmaking and directors. And this is more for like cultural growth if you want to put it like that what's that the cultural growth um, whenever you read you see a book uh, you, oh, okay. you see a movie or you know you listen to more than what's commercial you know mm -hmm. um, and so right now I think there's going to be you know a battle of who's, who's number one in entertainment who's going to be the number one supporter of like independent who's going to be I don't know it's it's still uh, it's, it's still show. I, I I I'm I'm trying to think right now if I if I'll have to pick a side because it's gonna be complicated. There are gonna be directors who are gonna have deals with Amazon Prime directors. That's the thing I have. Because right now, uh, if I put it like this, right now it's like this. There's a director that I really like, which is Luca Guadagnino, who's who has like a deal with Amazon Prime, and then there's Scorsese right now who has a deal with Netflix. And those are all, you know, they're mm -hmm. both directors that I really admire, but this is going to make me have to pay for both of the services just to, to get the best of both worlds. It's going to be interesting to see how this is going to play in the future because that's going to say a lot also about the directors that make those choices if they have a lot to say in it because if they have no deal with one and they're going to have a deal with the other, then okay yeah that's it they have to put their movie out there it's a, it's an era where you have to have collaborations with those kind of streaming services if you, if you want to get you know your movie seen yeah yeah but now this is going to also because there's going to be a battle of the giants they're going to be well if i think of, if i'm thinking about it you know it is a battle of the giants anyway when when filmmakers choose production houses and big studios to make their films right but this is about distribution yeah so i have a couple it's things be to interesting. add here's the thing is is it going to be, well, no one's going to get back to paying nine, let's just say, nine dollars for four string platforms. Because then we get back to TV. You pay 80 and you get them all. And it's like, well, not really. I don't want to do that because we've been there and we know how it is. And at least this time it's fungible. Like you can say, hmm, you know, don't watch Disney time. I'll cut it off. That's one. Two, if they do that, which is what, what baffles me because, okay, it's a huge market, but I suppose you can't help yourself when you see them all all the, the giants and you, you, Apple, just need to jump in as well because you know it, it's a, and you have the resources to, to uh, you know, amass it. Yeah, see, that, that's absolutely fine. But here's the thing. If you look at music, for example, right. if not all the artists that are featured on, let's say, Apple Music, are, you can usually find them also on Spotify. Yeah, but so we, that's we're talking about Amazon Prime original content, which is Lord of the Rings, or Netflix oh, yeah, original. Yeah. Oh, that, okay. That's the problem, yeah, right? Yeah, that's different. Because, okay, look, for instance, in music, you've got, you've got what? Amazon, Prime Music, mm -hmm. Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, I guess. Am yeah. I missing something out? Uh, something Deezer and... Uh, something big. I, I don't want to be mean to Deezer. Yeah, no, no, no. But I suppose in market percentage... Google, Google Play? 
no google play music yeah but yeah. They're, they're, they're still the underdogs there yeah. but then again look you've got newspaper let's look at the newspaper industry where it's all segmented you can have a share of the same news in different ways for different audiences whatever but the point here is original content like that netflix original this and that apple had oprah uh during the keynote i suppose she's about to have her original stuff there yes Okay. They, they, were, they, were, they were featuring her like massively. They had, she well, they had like should. a full video about her, you know? Yeah. And an upper, uh, I think they, ev- they even uh, released the idea of Apple TV Plus through her. Like the video that actually said we're launching Apple TV Plus was, was her talking. through Oprah. Wow. So right. That's huge because yeah. she's a big player. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If not the biggest. Yeah. Right. But then here's the thing. If so, we've got four forces disney amazon netflix apple amazon no four so disney netflix amazon um hbo go hbo and apple okay five yeah got the big five well here's what can happen you can be the disruptor in 20 years and put yourself in the middle of the middleman and say pay nine dollars each for four why not pay us 20 instead of 36 and we'll give you access to all of them. But Are you allowed to do something like that to build something that would... That's what I'm saying. They won't allow something like that. All these four, f- uh, five, sorry. Oh, so it, it will be nine times five. So how, can, how would you be able to solve this? Because I, I, I would be, you know, you would be as a client frustrated if you cannot watch The Office, let's say the show on... Because... I'm, let's say you're su- subscribed to Netflix and guess what? The office is on Amazon Prime, which it is. Is it? Okay, okay. Yeah, that's the thing. Are we going back to TV? Back to the TV channel kind of stuff? Or, or are we going back to piracy? Because here's what people say. Piracy is not the number one. Because if you'll be number one, people will be on piracy right now and not on Netflix. You buy yourself a VPN. It's against the law and against the creators, which sucks. But people at the end of the day will say, I don't care. I mean, I'll care about the artists, but I care more about myself. The thing with piracy, which is not number one now, is not only because it's not nice morally for the creators, it's because of the service. With piracy, you need to get a VPN and get this and that and go to uTorrent or whatever you use and then download it and this and that. But if you go Netflix, you'd rather pay than spending all this time having it, you know, like one button away with subtitles and with different audio uh, languages and this and that. What would you think about an option of like cross-platforming, but not... Like only when you really want to see something that belongs to the other, to the competitor. So like let's renting. Say, yeah, something like this. Uh, or, ah, I f- totally forgot that renting I- exists. Who? Mm. I had something in mind about, let's say you're sub- you're, you are uh, dedicated, you are loyal to Netflix, okay? Something like that. Right. But then there comes something that you l- really respect, I don't know what, a director or whatever, a show that you've heard and really want to see. Christopher Nolan. That, that belongs to Amazon Prime. What wha- wha- would there be a, uh, an agreement that's going to be really hard between the two giants to have like a cross-platform kind of like payment? They get commission out of moving to one another. Like Netflix would get a commission for being a bridge or a launcher to that platform. And... Um, Amazon Prime would get a bigger percentage just because you had to basically move from their competitor to them. I think there's a lot of passion in this topic, but it's at most our predictions for the, for what's going to happen. We'll live and we'll see. Yeah, about 
platform crossing or anything like that. Messaging. Messaging as in text messaging. SMSs. Send. Yeah. Or, or iMessage, WhatsApp, uh, Telegram, whatever people use. Yeah. Billion dollar companies run by messaging. I went to the, you know Remoa? The luggage case. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to this, um, this talk. Did I tell you about it? Anyways, the CEO of Remoa is a guy who's 26 and he's uh, part of the, uh, part of the Arnaud family. And the Arnaud family runs, owns and runs the LVMH conglomerate. So, you know, based on my uh, rant last week, not rant, the whole podcast was about it, about my and your idea of uh, the selfish life. Episode. <laughs> the selfish episode, we actually call that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was into legacy and this, I said, fine, I want to see this dude talking. And um, do you know Off-White? Yes. Right, so whoever is listening and doesn't know, so Remoa, we said it's a luggage company, luggage case company. Off-White is a fashion company. Now, these two have collaborated in a, in a, in an effort to make Remoa more youth-friendly because it used to be a pretty... Formal kind of Yeah, approach. or conservative, if I would... Mm-hmm. It didn't have any kind, of, uh, y- any kind of youth into it, so the new CEO is looking to do that. Right, so they collaborate Off-White, and apparently... One of the questions the audience was, how did it go between uh, you, the CEO, and Virgil, which is the, Virgil Abloh is the C- CEO, founder, creative director, whatever, of Off-White. And he said, he hit me up on Instagram because we knew each other from before, but we started talking on Instagram. Uh, the, the CEO, no, not me. <laughs> the CEO and <laughs> this dude, the CEO of Remo and, and the CEO of Off-White, they created a WhatsApp group Bounce some ideas back and forth, and that was about it. Now, I don't think they knew each other that well. That's what I got from history. I might be wrong. They didn't know each other that well from before. But that's how we started, with a WhatsApp group, yeah. with members of his staff, and uh, and him, him, the CEO, and members of Off-White staff, and that was it. So you're saying... Messaging. Try, try to think how many big, giant ideas are, you know, staying right I now in a most Facebook of them. Because, look, when phones came out, all these people, the same people, but back then in their position, were all day long on the phone, like talking. Now they're both talking and messaging. And uh, it's at a bigger scale, yeah. Which is why I posted our screenshot today. Because <laughs> it was bouncing, you know, we were bouncing at this. And I said, then I thought, whoa, wait a second, what's the difference between this and Remora collaborating with Off White? It's at a different scale. But this is a block of our, um, of our, of what we're building here in regards of that just a short uh, parenthesis um, there was this uh, poster that I've seen once in a bathroom oh. about a concert have you ever uh, seen something like that? so it was like this it was an iMessage uh, feed the advertising chat. thing yes yeah yeah and it acted like the the client was talking to the designer on messages can you make a quick poster for uh, tonight for tomorrow's show, I forgot to tell you about this. And he was, he replied to the message, like, "Sure, who's who's playing? And when? X, Y, Z, and when? Da, 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 da. Okay, done. <laughs> Screenshot of that conversation. The poster was done. <laughs> the answer, I think, they were Australian or something, because the, uh, the answer was something like "brilliant mate" or yeah. "British." For I yeah. think it was <laughs> excellent. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It made the rounds on on uh, on the internet. Did you see it physically? Uh, 
Oh. No, a, I saw a photo. See, wow, my memory said that I saw it in a bathroom. <laughs> See, yeah, like what's dream, what's reality? What's social media and what's reality? The thing is, I've seen some really crazy posters in my life in bathrooms that, that were, you know, either announcing an event or a yeah. specific something. Really creative, I would say, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this one, even though I saw it in a, in a photo on, on the internet, I think it was positioned in a bathroom. I'm not sure. Anyway. Crazy. Yeah, man. So it's, I don't know, next time you, you're on your phone and uh, an older person says, oh, you're wasting your time on your phone at my age, blah, blah, blah. Just tell them about what's of happening, course. how business is happening on the internet as well, on iMessage. Right. I have this idea of, of an index. So you know Michelin. The, so what, what? They started as a tire company. They still do tires. You, you, and then you're talking about their, their reviewing. Uh, yeah. Did we talk about this before? We talked the about Guinness. You said the same thing about uh, Guinness <laughs> and then becoming yeah, a, a yeah. world record uh, a- a agency. Yeah. You know, oh, life. I looked a bit more into it. So apparently they split up in the sense that they were founded. So they were founded in 55 or 60, the, the book of records. Yeah. And eventually they sold it. And you know how they do all these sort of crazy fucked up acquisitions in the media industry. So six acquisitions later, it's kind of far from the original Guinness. It still bears the name. But yeah, my point with Guinness World of Records was about uh, becoming media, which is ever more so relevant in today's world. My point now with Michelin is about index. So Michelin is doing tires, but they said, hmm, whatever. Let's just go into <laughs> restaurants for <laughs> God only knows what reason. Yeah. Cool, isn't it? Because, yeah, whatever. Okay. The same way uh, Guinness went into world records. Mm-hmm. Now they're so different. It's amazing. Yeah, but look, with Guinness we can see why it's trivia in a in a bar in, in a, a pub. pub. It yeah. makes sense. Makes sense. They might as well could have done something around football, but I suppose it was it was a uh, closer land grab to go into that. Right. I suppose if we think about day and night, or just ask someone in Michelin, we'll find out why they went to the restaurant. So what is it up to three stars, right? No, I think five. I think. Anyway, so they have this um, rating. And apparently, it doesn't even have to be fancy. Like, my partner told me that there's this guy who sells in a stand, like uh, the way you would see a hot dog stand on the street who has three Michelin stars, just because his stuff is so good. That's cool. Anyways. um, Oh, and also, Michelin, so... Because I wrote about it the other day, and I mentioned them. They had, via Michelin... this, This is old. Like, back when Google Maps... I'm not sure whether it exists or if it existed, it was kind of in a primitive form as in it was just literally maps and you had all these online maps sort of thing. But via Michelin was what, w- what it was doing for you. And this makes sense why a tire company would do that. You would say, I'm in London. I want to have a trip to Paris, not to Paris because it's kind of close, to Barcelona. You went on via Michelin, say London and Barcelona. And then you had, it, it configured the route and tell you what kind of highway. This was 2008 eight, nine kind of, so back long way before Google Maps is what it is today. And you have something like quickest, cheapest, because sometimes you have to pay tolls on the highways, uh, most fuel efficient, or uh, shortest. Because quickest is not necessarily the shortest sometimes. And it was something brilliant, amazing. Really sad, they they didn't die, but they've been swallowed by Google Maps. Mm -hmm. Because I went on their website the other day and they have uh, I remember their their UI back in 2009, 8 sort of thing. I saw their interface now and it looks like it's been updated, but by my design uh, 
Spidey sense. Uh, it looks like it's been updated like 2014, 15. So it's not really modern, and that it doesn't show. It doesn't look very healthy. The same kind of concept, but for planes, is brought by Kayak. They had, they do the exact same thing that you have described. Oh yeah, like the like uh, Momondo or Skyscanner, like this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but. Via Michelin was brilliant and fucking amazing back in the day because he was before all this stuff and he was ahead of his time for sure. This is why I'm kind of sad that they didn't win big time. Yeah, but my point was something else. Much like Michelin started an index for restaurants uh, or Standard & Poor has this index for S&P for uh, financial stuff or whatever they do, I'm not sure. And there are different indexes for around the world. I'm thinking which I'm hoping, I hope no one snatches this idea, or if you do, go ahead and we'll see who wins on execution. I'm hoping this will be... Wow, <laughs> that was superior. Superior? No, no, it's a race. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's a, we'll see, you know. <laughs> we'll see, for you, I might be slacking. I hope I'm not sleeping on it. Okay. Uh, I'm hoping you'll be part of the CH Holdings conglomerate that I'm wishing to build if I don't die. Um, for you, listen, I'm finally going to say it after 50 minutes of hyping it an index company that starts obviously with something like michelin started with restaurants so it starts by indexing something and becomes an authority and i know that takes a long time takes like 30 years probably or maybe faster depending on how well they execute see this is what i'm saying and then the second index so if michelin will start now a second index not for tires for something like couches let's just say couches because there's a couch there it will be easier for them because they already have the credibility from the first one and then 10 indexes later Index number 41 would become easier to do. And that's pretty much a magazine by itself already, but you don't need to publish every day. Or maybe you will do. I don't know how you'll approach it. But an index company holds a lot of power in an industry, especially since, again, once it conquered five industries, the sixth one will be easier, and then the 11th one will be easier, and this and that. Is there an index in movies? Look, IMDb, that's an index, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Or Rotten, oh, Rotten Tomatoes. Do you say rotten tomatoes or tomatoes? Tomato, tomato, potato, potato. <laughs> oh, Nike, Nike, bikey, yeah. bike. Nike, Nike. I say Nike as well, but if you if you use this uh, thinking, you say bikey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, they ask him, Phil Knight, the founder. Yeah. They, they said like, because obviously like, billionaire dude retired from Nike at that point. They sent him a letter saying, you know, really brief, uh, we, you know, we had this fight, there are these ongoing fights on the internet. How would you say it? Nike, as in the way you read, okay, Nike as in the way you read bike, or Nike as in the way you read whatever you read like that. Please circle the right one and send it back to us. And he did for Nike. Bikey. Nike bike. Yeah, what do you think about my index company? I'm thrilled to see where you're going to be headed with it. You know? <laughs> it's a, do you think you're going to be alive when... I think I could be. Everything's going to be done. Are you going to be 60 or 70? 55. 55? That's I, I'm not sure. I can't predict that. As long as you can still run and jump, that's going to be fine. It would just be like a side thing that I won't I don't be. want you to celebrate in a chair. Why it's more comfortable than standing. Yeah, but the the adrenaline of a victory requires, you know. True. Yeah. But um no, it wouldn't be something I would spend time 
Melion. As long as you're gonna have help with it, that's gonna. That's be the thing. I think it's an important asset for a for a bigger picture. Like, well, obviously IMDb and oh look, the Academy Awards, the Oscar. Oh, oh, oh. oh, I said the wrong <laughs> word. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was gonna say the the cause is gonna be uh, much more bigger than the association with the person, with one. What person. does that mean? Say again. The cause and the outcome of whatever you want to build is gonna be much more rewarding than the association with one person or two person or two people. Wait, what's this association that you're talking about? That you, you gotta meet new people? In because I said you're gonna need more people to do it efficiently and quicker. Mm. And I would say rely on people rather than thinking you're going to be the guru that has done it. Oh, yeah. So this is what I, what I was because thinking. Because the people would, will anyway cherish you. Eh? So that's going to be fine. Well, it depends. Look, is that discussion about Tesla. Like every time someone says Teslas are cool on Twitter, they say, thank you, Elon. Well, obviously, it wasn't himself that put his hand and, you know, uh, so and... Mm-hmm. But I'm like sure. Put the car I'm together. very sure he d- he didn't think of it as if I am gonna do it. I am gonna do it. He never says. I don't see him as a type of person that would say. Look, man. Whenever someone's buying a Ford, they they don't say thank you, James Hackett. I had to Google yeah, yeah, his yeah. name, or uh, some like it really happens. Mm-hmm, I see. So I suppose this is about personal brand now and uh, IP and uh, the story and all this stuff, branding if you want PR. So I think the ch index if you are to call it like that would be well first of all again it wouldn't be run by me or by you anyways what i was trying to say is that you should do it for film (laughs) that was my main point Mm -hmm. but you know i i fell down a pit of narcissism and went just down my path yeah it wouldn't be run by me but then i suppose based on look much like elon has this aura against uh, uh, around him today if I'll have that or not, it will be put under my name. But with or without that, uh, what matters is that I think it's a very nice asset in an in a conglomerate of companies because LVMH does that with their awarding designers. And they've been doing it for quite some time. They're renowned for that. Uh, what about uh, rewarding watches, making an index for watches? It's not really their stuff. They have some, but whatever. They can get into it. There's no index for watches saying uh, Patek Philippe is over Rolex. There is in in an unspoken rule in the urban uh, in the urban I don't want to say urban word. Okay, legendary Patek Philippe is over Rolex. But what about Patek Philippe and Ulysse Nardin? How which one is higher? Or Vacheron Constantin? Like people have opinions and opinions. I'm all for protect people are for, for something else. But if there'll be an index, much like there's an university index, people can say, look, Harvard is here, Columbia is here. Mm. Mm. And on five different tops, Harvard is still over Columbia. Then Harvard people can say, we were blah, 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 blah. An index. Indexes, yeah. Right. This was one of uh, the items on my list. Do you have something? Yeah. One of the items. The other one was messaging. I see. So. I wrote here about looking back and what we did so far. And the idea of a retrospective and generating feedback. On the podcast? Yeah. 
<laughs> and if you tend to look right now back to how we started and wha what we discussed, what do you think we have uh, gathered so far? Do you feel nervous about doing this? <laughs> yes. This was episode one. Yes. <laughs> hmm? Dude, look, I'll tell you honestly, I told myself before starting the podcast that worst case scenario, if this all goes to nothing, as in literally no one listens to it for, you know, in the short term, it's at least one exercise for you and I because we, we get used to this, I don't want to call it pressure, this feeling that we talked about when you're performing. Yes. Two, I didn't see it back then, but I can see it now. Helps you organize your ideas, much like writing, much like whatever. Three, you will help us in, in the public speaking thing that we might have. And uh, four, we have ourselves on on uh, on record with some ideas, which is what I bring back every single episode, I think. People might get tired of it. <laughs> we'll be able to look back and say, hey, look, I said this at that moment. Prediction. It went well. <laughs> much like because we are humans and we only look at what goes well and very rarely at what, goes, what doesn't go well. If we miss the prediction, we're just not going to bring it up. And if it goes well, we're going to bring it up. <laughs> Absolutely. No, but I, 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 love the, I love the journey so far. It feels, it feels in, in, uh, incredible to look back to, 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 and to say, this is the ninth time. Yeah, and we didn't even start. Like, it's just number nine. It's exactly. It feels, feels puny, but... What does puny mean? Tiny. Mm. Um, would you do it two times a week? Two times a week? Yeah, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Is it a lot of effort when you post-process them? It's a lot of listening. A lot of listening and, and uh, being careful to the message delivering. If, if, if we linger too much on something, that, that has to go out sometimes. If it's, it's emotion-driven, then I keep it. But, but if it's too much lingering around something, mm. then, you know, those are the moments that I have to, like, stitch together and cut together. But that's my point, like... Oh, and uh, really quick, but there are softwares right now, like Overcast, that when you listen to them, they have something called smart speed. And what they do, they cut the pauses in between. Wow. So th they read the information. Whenever there's pause in conversation, they jump over it. Wow, so, like... This continuous talking. Is, wait, Overcast is a listening yeah, platform? Yeah, it's a podcast listening platform. So this is for the user for even for you the editor for the user so oh. me, i don't even have to edit anymore right if that person selects the smart speed that would be something right isn't it for youtube doing an automatic chop chop kind of stuff mm -hmm. wouldn't it it would it would be something huge youtube get on this podcast listen to us and do this. <laughs> yeah wow yeah i mean it, it's gonna it's gonna butcher a lot of the um camera guy work but you know, it's going to be more efficient. But make it optional. Exactly, make like it optional. as an option. Because you have these vloggers who set themselves the camera, they, they, they do mm -hmm. everything. They would turn it on all the time. Again, the, the only concern that I, that I had with this is that it loses emotion. Because sometimes there's emotion in pauses, you know. Right, And right. That, that, that may be... But if it's, if it's if educational... It's if it's educational, then right. absolutely, yeah. Wow, we always say the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. Except when we disagree. <laughs> So yeah, about looking back, because um, you 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 said I I, I uh, you had f like four points that you have mentioned right now, and I agreed with with all of them, and and I think um, as as I see it right now, there's just more to come, and 
I hope that if if there's gonna be you know a season one, an actual season one ending, I want to I want season two to be a a, a bigger thing. And I, I told you about how to draw the line between seasons because in my head there was no you just idea. Just pick a pick a number of a, a number of episodes and then you say stop. Yeah, and then maybe you I don't know, like new new years or new phase in our life. Although I don't know how they can overlap. That could be different, but at the same time you could just play with numbers. Like number ten is like the the break. Yeah. Oh, we, we were talking about doing it twice a week. This is what I was trying to to think that to to say that. Listen, listen, if we do it at one take as if it would be live, I'm trying, because I'm thinking it's some kind of effort, uh, trying to alleviate what's on your side with the editing work. Yeah. Well, I like the process of editing, though. It's interesting to listen again, you know, to what... Yeah, but wouldn't it be great if you just take it, do your sound effect thing? Well, definitely not the fireplace, because it's definitely here, you know, like there's no lie about that. Ah, of course not. But... (laughs) Even the you know, just cracking is... Yeah, just amplify the tss, the fireplace in the background and do some yeah. EQ kind of stuff that you know. Of course. Five minutes and then send it to me and that's it. Wouldn't it be great? Yeah. So let's uh, act as if we're live. I wanted to ask the, uh, the other listening platforms, do they have this feature that I just told you about, the smart speed thing? I only use iTunes podcast to listen to my stuff, so I don't know. I've listened to ours on Spotify, on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, and on Overcast so far. But yeah. only Overcast has the thing with. Uh, do they have a? Um, do they sound different? Uh, it really depends on their, you know, uh, compression. I'm so not I sure. I'll take that as a yes. I'm I'm not sure, but maybe yeah. Hmm. There, there might be a better quality, for example, on Spotify than on. Uh, yeah, listen, we're eighty nine percent Apple Podcast and then six percent Spotify. Mm-hmm. At, at least these are our listeners, right? Right. Well, I have something else on my list. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you started the podcast saying about a segue, and that was really interesting because I said here here's a segue, and I was a bit surprised. So again, uh, you and I were... Uh, did, did we use this word before? Because in my Segway? head... Segway? Yeah. You did last time. Mm, okay, okay. Because I thought we never used it. And I was thinking when you said I was like, wow, look, here's another match. You said, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it was a segue back from the discussion about the, the president vlog. Yeah. And I said, listen, these are ideas that I write. Th- I, I wrote this one on my way back home from the gym so i was like walking and whatever here's how i tackle presidency uh back to the topic of the previous episode vlog with people day to day as a political person call it daniel president 20xx because you don't know when you want to candidate but you will do it until people point at you to candidate so Call it Daniel 20XX. Let's just say it's for me. It's an example. I'm not sure I want to be, but uh, because you don't know whether it's going to be 2035. Okay, no, 2035 won't be. Uh, you don't know whether it's going to be 2036 or 2070, whatever. But, you know, here's your day-to-day of how you become a political person and this and that in the community until you become the go-to person that people point and say, you, actually you, because that's what happened to Churchill. Did we talk about this? Or I told... Uh, no, I think it was my partner who had to go through this story. 
Yeah. Um, this dude named Churchill, which you, <laughs> I hope you might know about. <laughs> yeah, cool dude. Uh, Big movement. In the 20s or, yeah, I think in the 20s or 30s. I've read about him on Wikipedia. Anyways, he he went with some political, in, in some military service as well around the world. Uh, got even imprisoned and this and that. At one point, I think he was the thirties. I'm not. I might be wrong, so don't fact check me on that. He retires from the po- from his political activity, and starts writing, daily, not daily, but starts writing on political topics, and um, daily with ink. <laughs> with what ink? <laughs> yeah, hard. Um, and he writes on political, you know, topics, and I suppose slowly but surely over the years he kind of become famous, but. Funny enough, more famous in the States than in the UK because people look at him like, Jesus, this guy. Like, he comes from this background and this and that. Like, oh my God. So, um, the idea of his topics were that uh, he was pointing at fascism in Italy and um, Nazism in Germany. He was kind of pointing the flaws of it. And not only that, he was raising awareness o- o- around the power that they get and their kind of, um, what's the word? They're kind of cultist-like traits. Right, so UK people are, are kind of not into his, are not buying into his stuff, but US people, yeah. And he gets to a point where from, right, he becomes a, you know, a guest on radio shows and this and that. So he becomes an influencer in today's world. Uh, so, yeah, he gets his Instagram clout, his followers. And um, then the war starts and they have a problem. Who should who will take you know the who's the most potent the the most the most suited person to handle this everyone's turning around and pointing at him so he created a job for himself in the sense that he proved himself to be the best the go-to person before he was even needed then the war ends and they don't like him anymore and then he returns whatever but that's what happened so this being reinsta- rein, uh, reinforced in 20-something, 2030, 2040, I see no difference between that, w- between what he has done back then. This was 100 years ago. 80, 90. Yeah. Jacob 20XX. See, it's a bit of an arrogance because you're like, I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna candy, but I don't know when. I think you can even be up, be upfront about it. Mm. Not sure I would. What? Do this? Yeah. Candid, you know, w- run for presidency or do run. this? Well, okay, fine. We can pick another person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had one more idea about um, the sound of a brand. I'm not sure if we ever discussed about this. I think we did. We did. That was the thing that I told you before speaking. If we ever had this discussion about how a brand should think about its sound. Well, I'm not sure whether we had it on podcast. That's that's my my. my In real life, I know for sure we did. Yeah. I remember. I don't know if I had it with you. It was one of them. At least was with me because I remember having one with you. Oh, we might have we have we might have discussed about this because I asked you how would you do actual an actual sound for y- some for your use case, let's say. What did I say? I don't know. 
because now that I ke- that I think a bit of in, it, in this show, two this guys show with no memory. Like the sound, the sound of this show is. What would it be for like uh, a company like or mine? Okay, I can do actually something. I can Wait, play with the 21st sound. Twenty-first century Fox has it. Yeah, I can do something for mine. For example, what would you do? Ah, I know you can do something like the sound of a. But that's gonna be uh, analog kind of like work. The sound of a pencil, you know, or anything like that that gives you the idea of drawing. But it's not necessarily, or you know, of layer or. Com- I don't even know what to say. But look, I really, you know how in especially in rap songs, hip hop songs, they've got the audio producer. Yeah, tag. the producer has his signature. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, things. and um, yeah, I was thinking about it the other day. You know how in the shower you get all these ideas. It's like, uh, why do we call it tag and we do, why shouldn't we call it logo? It's pretty much like a logo, for real. Because sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with anything. The thing is that the logo is something that you see, but the sound when you play it... So the logo is something visual. The idea is, how would you do something also... Yeah, no. Listen, I was I going to get very meta. I was talking about the logos of logo, which means the, the visual form of a word, not the meaning. I, I've... My limited understanding tells me that's what logos means. Logos mean the word of God, the principle of divine reason and creative. What the? F- <laughs> not <laughs> that's not what I was talking about. Logo. Uh, no, not in Jungian psychology. What logos? Okay, whatever. Listen, logos comes from Greek and it means ground, plea, opinion, expectation, word, speech. Yeah, word. Fine. Listen, logos is logo is not a good uh, name for a sound tag. What would I do for for what for CH agency? Yeah. <laughs> a booty in the wall. Uh? <laughs> a booty in a wall. A boot hitting the wall. Ah, like <laughs> like that. Uh. <laughs> Helping SaaS CEOs reduce user churn. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. No, I just said something random. I mean, you're literally just kicking a client right now with that <laughs> stuff, right? <laughs> or not. Right. People churning, no? Like, mm. boom, jumping ship. Yeah. But you're supporting the... the, the what? You it's interesting because churn is the, is the negative... Um, yeah, right. See, the problem. I, I was you thinking about the problem. it. I, I didn't call it help them increase user retention. Yeah, that's what I said. You mentioned the problem. Which yeah. is interesting. Instead of saying, yeah. Because no one thinks <laughs> we're doing good. Let's yeah, but see how if we you do, do that, better. you're going to sound like Hansel and Gretel. You're just holding them in the cage. Whereas no, I'm saying freeing them from the cage. Whereas saying reducing user term means let's have less mm. bacteria, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you cannot not have bacteria, but you're saying let's have less of that. Right. Yeah, and my point was that it's, you know, something that can become like a. What's the word? not immediate urgent problem as opposed to increasing user whatever yeah what would so what would your audio tag be something with the film roll I guess isn't that done before well that's that's oh yeah what you can say different uh, forms with logos as well so different forms of it or maybe um, maybe like an, an homage to to a couple of other pieces of work like an audio compilation that works on the background while you hear that film roll rolling. Neil Armstrong on the moon. 
something like that. Your your yeah, that could constant be obsession with with the sound effect. Yeah, man, I don't know. It's, uh, maybe it's again the story around it, which is you know you see the because it's the legendary. You see the Hermes logo and you say, well, mm-hmm. I'm buying on the brand or whatever. Maybe, yeah, exactly. It's legendary. And I, I, I find that, you know, advancing the human species as a civilization. And that's there it is again, <laughs> the human species, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that... That I, should be my audio. Tab. What I'm going to do... <laughs> I'm going to have a, a word count for that. <laughs> so I'm going to hire somebody to spend a whole week to listen to every episode and to do a word count for that. Wow. Listen, I'm gonna pay you a hundred bucks to just go over the whole thing. How d- how many times have I said it so far? You think like random? Uh, in one episode, I think you've said it because I was counting it in my head for about four or five times, which was previous one for sure. Yes, and um, in couple of if I have to add up all the other episodes, I, I guess around fifteen times. Fif- oh, fifteen. Okay, together. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not a big number, but still, it's interesting to know that. An audio tag. <laughs> a boot kick in the wall. A boot kick in the wall. That's, that's... I don't know, man. It just came. It was the first random thing that came to my It's life. striking. It's I wouldn't striking. lie. I mean, uh, seeking attention with shock, that works. User churn. Unexpectedness, you know. How, what's, what's, a, what's something that you can... Like a symbol, not a door closing and banging. Something when you leave. You unsubscribe. A, do- a door close. Um, you know what I would use, but no, yeah, you can't use it. The <laughs> speaking about airports, you know when they disconnect. Doo-doom. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that would work. That's user churn. But yeah, something similar along those lines. Dun 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 dun. You can't use that. The windows, you know, closing. Shall we end this? Wow, this is going to be the last one for like a month. Don't you want to do it over Skype or something? I'm going to ask my friend how he does it. He he has done a podcast so far on Skype with his Greek friend. On Skype. Okay, let's take this out, out of the podcast. Mr. Jacob, it's been a pleasure as always. Do your <laughs> do your uh, audio tag, the film reel. Oh. No, that's a tyke. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, the funeral when it goes fast, it goes like. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There you go. This is your your uh, sound tag, audio tag.